With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, bonjour, hello, hey, hiya and previet hockey fans. Welcome to the Europuck podcast. The show where two blokes from Blighty talk about everything to do with European hockey as part of the Hockey Podcast Network. From the Russian KHL to the Swedish Hockey League, the Finnish Liga to the Swiss National League, the British Elite League to the Alps Hockey League, we talk about anything and everything European hockey. Catch our podcast every Friday from August the 28th, however you get your podcasts, and on the Europuck Podcast YouTube channel. The Europuck Podcast, giving you guys European hockey. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hey everyone, welcome to the Bolts Broadcast. My name is Mike Mitchelson. Joining me, Chase Crawshaw. Chase, how you doing? Ah, doing pretty good. We're separate for the first time in, you know, like months, pretty much Thank for recording. Thank the Lord. Thank uh, the it's Lord. Real, it's real nice of you. But yeah, we're, you know, we're, we're separated for the first time in quite a few months for recording. Uh, getting back to what was the norm for the regular season. And just, ah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to talk hockey today as always. Yeah, exactly. And uh, we are separated because I am back at college and living in a nice new apartment, and it is gorgeous. I can't wait for you to come up and uh, check her out, maybe have some beverages. But uh, yeah, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe. Yeah, time will see. Time will see. Uh, is, that, is that how the phrase goes? Time will see? Time sure. Will tell. Time will tell. Whatever. Who cares? <laughs> it's the same thing, right? All right, let's uh, let's talk some hockey. But before we do, Chase, uh, we do have a big announcement at the end of this episode that we would like the fans to stay tuned to. Absolutely, it's, it's it's exciting stuff. You know, I've been alluding to it for what seems like a month now. We just had to get everything done, but everything's all done now. Exactly. So we're very excited to announce that here at the end of the episode. So make sure you guys stay tuned all the way until then. All right, Chase. Before we start and dive right into our uh, talk on Tampa Bay Lightning in their series against the Boston Bruins, we do want to talk about a couple other things quickly. Uh, First up, on Thursday and Friday, we saw the NHL took a little two-day pause in unity with uh, a a lot of other sports. Yeah, so this is something that uh, was sparked as a result of some rioting protests and some uh, a police interaction I guess the word I'll look for in Wisconsin uh, you know we're not we're not a political show uh, we're not like we're not anything but a hockey show at the end of the day we want to keep the hockey but obviously this is something that happened in 
our realm happened in the hockey world. So I, I, know I just want to give my two cents real quick. Uh, you know, it's like this social activism, you know, this, this is great. Hockey is a sport that has really lacked diversity for a long time. We're trying to become more diverse, more inclusive, and, you know, we're taking the right steps. And something like this is just a sign to show that, you know, the hockey community stands with uh, minority stands with the Black Lives Matters movement. Uh, you know, this is really something that's important for our game. Uh, you know, like social justice, it's it's not a political issue; it's a human rights issue, and this is something small. But it's the NHL has never been a league that's been very proactive when it comes to social issues, so it's just a step in the right direction. Hundred percent agree with you, Chase. All right, let's now talk about Dale Talon, as there was uh, there have been. Some rumors and a investigation coming up that uh, some something happened in the bubble where he was not using the correct language, I guess. Yeah, so I still don't know exactly what happened with this either. It's still being investigated, but uh, the, the Florida Panthers GM apparently used some racial comments in the bubble. Uh, you know, it's obviously not good. It's not what you want to see. Uh, who knows what the NHL can and will do about this if they find this to be true. Just something to keep an eye on. Yeah, absolutely, and that would be a uh, a real bummer for our little brothers in the state of Florida and uh, not something that you really would want to see. But uh, let's now talk about the Arizona Coyotes and how they were illegally working out some younger players for, obviously, the upcoming drafts, and uh, they are going to have to forfeit some picks. Yep, so... What happened uh, happened back in January, February. It's, you know, it's so long ago now. It feels like forever. But they were kind of doing individual private workouts, uh, like fitness testing on players, which is not allowed until the NHL Combine. Uh, league found out about it, and sanctions got put down on them this week. They have to forfeit a second-round pick this upcoming draft and a first-round pick in the following year. So, you know, pretty hefty fine for a team that who knows the direction they're going in. Who knows if they're going to be able to resign Taylor Hall. If not, and then they lose this. If they don't resign Taylor Hall or they have to trade away Phil Kessel, anything like that, and they don't have their second this year and their first next year, it's, that's going to be a hard time trying to build the right team and trying to get your pieces together. So they could be facing some real trouble here. Yeah, absolutely, and they don't have their first pick this year because obviously they traded that to Taylor or uh, for Taylor Hall. So um, no first these next two years. If they can't resign Taylor Hall, they could be looking like they're in big trouble because I'm going to be honest, their pipeline is not that deep, even though it seems like they've had a lot of high first round picks. Yeah, like they, they've got some solid players. Don't get me wrong, but like that's kind of it. Solid players. They, there's not really anybody in the prospect pool like. I think can be just true elite, like game-breaking type talent. There's you know some very good players like Soderstrom. He, he's a hell of a defenseman, but he's not like anyone who I see being a top two, like, you know, changing type defenseman. So they just got to hope that they can hit right with their later round picks, which obviously isn't a very common thing. Exactly. All right, Chase, let's now talk about the QMJHL and the NCAA as there have been some updates with them. Yeah, so starting today officially, uh, QMJHL players are reporting to camp. Their season is beginning October 1st. Meanwhile, the other two CHL teams, or leagues, excuse me, are waiting until December 1st. And then the NCAA, they are allowing players to return to junior while remaining enrolled in college and maintaining the eligibility. This doesn't mean major junior, so they can't go to the CHL route, but they can go back to the USHL, North American League, the BC, the AJ. They can go to those leagues and continue playing for the year just in case the NCAA doesn't play. 
Yeah, for sure. And we don't know what's going to happen there. Uh, I go to Michigan State, so I know that Big Ten football is currently postponed until the spring. There has been some talk about uh, the coaches coming together and trying to reinstate the league for this fall. But uh, we'll have to see what happens there. And uh, obviously, if the Big Ten is already closed for football, there's a, a pretty good likelihood that it could be coming to the NHL or to uh, hockey as well. Yeah, I'd be kind of surprised if hockey plays and like football doesn't for especially for like the, the conferences that already canceled their sports. Um, like, except technically hockey is a winter sport, that's why they didn't have to cancel it yet. So we'll see. Because at the same time, if like football does come back Thanksgiving time, then hockey could really just start at the same time and have no issues. But who, who knows? It's all just a mess right now. Yeah, honestly, that's what I'm hoping for. Because, come on, if it's my senior year and I don't get to see any live sports, it's going to be a killer. It's going to be an absolute killer. All right, let's now lastly talk about Steven Stamkos before we hop into our game reviews. Yeah, so this is a a weird one. Uh, This report came out last week that Steven Stamkos had left the bubble and was not planning on returning. And I've tried doing more research, and I just keep finding the same thing. Just It's a rumor that I've seen from a couple sources. Who knows what's actually happening? Like, it's weird that there's no true, just official report on like what the deal is. So, you know, I, I'm, I really want to know I'm interested. If we're not going to have Stamkos this whole playoffs, that sucks. You know, this, this is our superstar player, our captain, who has had some unfortunate injury issues, not just this year, but in past years as well. So, you know, ho- hoping that he heals up, even if we can't have him uh, – for the rest of these playoffs, hopefully for next season, he's good to go. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we would love to have Stamkos back right now. Uh, but the nice thing is we haven't looked uh, terrible without our captain. We've we've looked pretty good. So, um, you know, we, we miss him, but it, it's not a, uh, a crippling thing if he is uh, heading out of the bubble. But, uh, yeah, before we uh, hop into our game review chase, let's first hear a quick commercial break from the Broadway Boys, a hockey podcast about the New York Rangers, only found on the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm James. And I'm Andy. And we host the Broadway Boys podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Every Monday, we talk New York Rangers, news from around the league, and all aspects of the hockey lifestyle. It's a power play goal! It's never been a better time to be a Rangers fan, so tune in and join us as we break down games, prospects, rumors, and more as we follow the Blue Shirts on their quest towards the Stanley Cup. Our takes are all our own. And not always legally binding. But you're not going to want to miss all the guests, rants, speculation, and the occasional overreaction. He goes to the net. He scores! He scores! The Rangers win! Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod and catch new episodes every Monday morning on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and more. And this one will last the lifetime! So what are you waiting for? Subscribe, follow, and listen to the Broadway Boys Podcast today. And be sure to check out all the exciting content on the Hockey Podcast Network. Oh, baby! All right, if you guys like that, listen to the Broadway Boys. Make sure to go check them out, of course, on the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or anywhere else you get your podcast. All right, Chase, let's now go into our game review with the Tampa Bay Lightning. The last time we came to the fans, it was last Thursday, 
Uh, however, the episode did come out Monday, but uh, we haven't talked since last Thursday. We still were unsure of who we were going to get, uh, but we had a good feeling it'd be the Bruins. That was the case. We versed the Bruins, and uh, the first game didn't go as planned, but that's all right. We'll bounce back here soon. Exactly. So, obviously, since I was recording Thursday, we, they won that game, uh, you know, the, the night before Wednesday. We were very fortunate with that, that we didn't have to worry about missing any games doing to recording so early, and we predicted the, you know, opponent right, as you just mentioned. So going into game one against Boston, ended up a 3-2 loss for our Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, tough game, you know, we watched as much of it as we could because we were still on our vacation at that point. Uh, so, you know, we, we got to see, like, decent chunks of it. I can't offer my just full true analysis that I normally could. You know, Boston started out the game strong. Tampa started making a little push there in the third period, uh, but just wasn't really enough at the end of the day. We, we did outshoot the Bruins 37-31. The power play up to this point still doing absolutely nothing in these playoffs, something that has to slash had to be fixed. Uh, you know, it, so just basically from what we saw, it, it wasn't the worst effort I've ever seen, but also it could have been a much better effort. Yeah, absolutely. In this game, Yarrow Halak continued his hot streak of goaltending coming from that Carolina series. Uh, however, he would start to falter later on in this series, but uh, in this first game, he was 35 for 37, had a 9.46 save percentage. He played very well, and uh, he was really the reason that the Bruins took this one home. Oh, 100%. All right, Chase, let's now talk about game two as this one went into overtime. Fortunately for many people, it didn't go to five overtimes, but, uh, you know, this one did end somewhat quickly in the first overtime. Yeah, our Tampa Bay Lightning happily took this one in first overtime. A little fun thing about this game, a goal was scored by each team in every period, except for overtime. Obviously, only Tampa could score then, so each period there was one goal per side and then the one in OT for Tampa. Uh, it, it was another game where our, you know, kind of role guys were getting in the action. Blake Coleman, we got two goals out of him. Andre Palat finally got on the board in OT to get win the game for us. You know, those depth players for us, like that that Coleman line, has just they've really been tremendous through these playoffs. Coleman, Gord, Gaudreau, those three specifically have looked really strong. They're just they're grinding. They're getting it done more offensively than you think that they would, and it's that's really something that's really helping this lightning at this point because Braden Point, Victor Hedman, Nikita Kucherov, Mikhail Sergachev, these guys could be, you know, so dominant, but if you don't have that depth, it's not going to mean that much in the playoffs. And the fact that the depth is rolling like this, everything is coming together so well, they just look really good. Yeah, exactly. And then we talk about uh, some of the more nerdy statistics, I guess. Uh, when you look at special teams, we didn't have a great special teams night as we went 0 for 2 on the power play and then went 2 for 3 on the penalty kill. Um, so, I mean, it's okay, but, you know, 66% when you're looking at it uh, percentage-wise, not great. Uh, face-offs, we actually did pretty well. We're, we're not a phenomenal face-off team. We see ourselves uh, taking the lesser half of the face-offs when it comes to most games. Uh, we saw us get absolutely blown out by the Blue Jackets um, a couple games ago, obviously in last series. Um, but then when we look at shots on goal, we outshot the Bruins in this game by 15. So uh, a pretty good game overall. I, I do think that the special teams need to kick it up a notch for us to go all the way and uh, maybe take home Lord Stanley. But, uh, yeah, a pretty good overall game. We took this one 4-3. to three. Yeah, you know, I can't really complain about the effort. The team looked good again after kind of struggled some game one and hoping to ride that momentum into game three. 
Absolutely, and we had a back-to-back for Game 2 and Game 3. Game 3 was a lot better than Game 2, even though Game 2 ended with a victory. This one ended 7-1. Yeah, just a rough game for the Bruins goaltending. Yaro Halak did not look good. Then Dan Vladar goes in. He did not look good. It it was just rough on the back end for Boston. The D didn't do well. They couldn't really keep themselves composed. You know, it sucks that Vasky couldn't get the shutout. Marshawn just had to randomly put one in there in the second. But, yet again, like this was a game where like the whole team was just rolling out. There wasn't a bad Tampa player. They went 11 forward 70 uh, because of some injuries and the team just, they just looked really good. They like not, nothing went wrong for them. You know, the depth was contributing. Our stars were scoring. Vasilevsky was making tons of saves. We were able to keep Boston to a minimum in terms of shots in general too. And I mean, really seven goals. We only took 31 shots. It's, Nothing crazy. And then also the main thing from this game that I want to take away is we finally scored on the power play going three for six, which, you know, I've <laughs> been waiting all playoffs to see some power play goals. And for three of them to come in one game, you know, it's it was, it was warming. It, it's, it was positive to finally see that we could possibly maybe get something going here moving forward in the playoffs. Yeah, 100%. It's uh, great to see the special teams pick it up a notch here when we win this game 7-1. to one. Uh, The one thing is, though, uh, you talked about how there is terrible goaltending with the Boston Bruins. Uh, in Game 2, Halak didn't have tremendous saves either. Uh, and then this game, obviously, he struggled big time, having a 750 save percentage. Uh, he's, he's really starting to show that he is truly a backup. And it, it sucks for Boston that uh, Tuca had to go and deal with some family matters. Uh, not the show. Actual family matters. Um, but, yeah, so Yaro Halak definitely looking like a uh, backup right now. And uh, a close uh, family member of mine is a big Boston Bruin fan, and he is very upset. Actual quote, this Halak guy is absolute garbage. So, uh, yeah, he, he's not... Tell your, father, tell your father to cry about it. You know what? I will. I will tell my father to cry about it because... Uh, I mean, he does enough, so he doesn't need to cry even more. But, uh, yeah, Yaro Halak definitely looked uh, rough in this game. And, uh, you know, I don't want to say that the 750 save percentage trend would continue with Halak, but he did continue to let up some weak goals in Game 4, too. Yeah, he did. Uh, another th- another win for Tampa Lightning, 3-1. to one, Puts him up 3-1 to one in the series as well. Uh, Palat got two on the board as well as Hedman scoring. You know, like they... Like, they were good effort goals by Tampa, but 26 total shots on that. Halak didn't face a, like a heavy workload. Um, they weren't, like, just ridiculously pretty goals. Like there are things that I, I thought he could have put up a better effort in. You know, I do see Halak as one of the better backups in the league. But, you know, when you're one of the better backups in the league, when you're pushed into a starting role, it's still a lot of pressure. I know he was a starter at one point, but that was many years ago. He just He just does not look like he has it. He does not have the ability to help carry this Boston team. This Boston team would need to be scoring, you know, four or five goals a game and playing superb defense for them to have a chance. And they're just not getting it done right now. Boston struggled all series, getting grade A chances. You know, like they outshot us 30 to 26 in this game, not a high shooting game, but none of these chances that they got were really anything like crazy. Like that, that's something that they've had an issue with all series and hopefully that keeps continuing and maybe we can end this in one more game. Yeah, absolutely, and one thing that needs to be talked about for this game, we saw a lot of penalties, and there was a major hit that Nick Ritchie uh, put on, who was it, Yanni Gord? Yep. And, uh, yeah, that that was an ugly hit. 
Yeah, you know, Yanni Gord passed the puck. I, he was kind of admiring his pass. I'm, I'm going to be honest. Like, he passed it, and he wasn't just in full stride. But regardless, it was still a way too late hit. Nick Ritchie comes in, hits him in a dangerous spot, puts him right into the boards. Yanni Gord went down, missed the rest of the period. He came back for the third while Nick Ritchie got a five-minute penalty, and we did happen to score on that. Uh, you know, we got some comments from Bruce Cassidy saying – that pretty much he sounded like he thought he was faking it, Gany Gord, and that it's weird that he was fine in the third period. I don't think you fake the way he was hurt from the hit. Sure, it might not have been anything serious, but he was still hurting big time when that hit happened. It was still a dangerous hit. Uh, today, haven't seen anything about any possible call from the league. If we haven't seen it by now, I would assume that we're not going to see it. But whatever. At the end of the day, they went back, called the five-minute penalty on it. Thanks to that rule change, Tampa got a goal and helped them win the game. Did Bruce Cassidy not see the hit? Because the dude's head, and it looked like he freaking separated his neck or something. Like the head hit the edge of the board as his body hit the – it was a terrible hit. Mike, it, it's it's the Bruins. It's the Bruins coaching staff. It's it, it's the Bruins. Yeah, and then we uh, we saw – who was it? I think it was Alex Kalorn uh, was on Chara. And Chara tried to do the same move that he injured Svechnikov on. I don't know if he's... Yeah, so... Yep. Uh, <laughs> Dirty-ass Bruins. Um, but, hey, it is what it is. We're up 3-1. to one. Hopefully, we can close this in the next, uh, you know, game or two. We don't want to take the 7 because that could get scary. Uh, but, hey, if we can uh, close it in Game 5 or Game 6, I'd be cool with that. Yeah, I would definitely be cool with that as well, so... We'll see Game 5 coming up here Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And then, if needed, Game 6 will be Wednesday. And then Game 7 would be Thursday. So, we'll be talking about those games, obviously, on the coming podcast, as well as possibly a new series opponent. So, just yeah, just get, get excited. I'm, I'm, I'm really hoping that we can just wrap this up in five games and not have to worry about anything extra. But at the same time, I also wouldn't complain about watching another game or two. Yeah, I agree with you. And, you know... I'm going to be honest, we talked about it in the last episode. We think Boston is the hardest challenge from this point forward. We're we're making it look, uh, I don't want to say easy, but we are obviously looking like the better team. And when I watch the other series as well, I'm thinking, man, no one is matching up. And that's the way it should be. Our team is just that caliber. And when you don't have... Um, you know, teams like Washington or Pittsburgh, the the teams with immense amount of skill as well as immense amount of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, experience, you know, it's going to be tough to stop us. We're, we're a train right now. We're, we're rolling through everyone. We're going to beat the Bruins, and then uh, we're going to get the Flyers or the Islanders, and I honestly think that's going to be a breeze too, but uh, we'll have to wa- wait and see. One sec. Knock on wood. All right, uh, Chase, let's now talk about some of the other series. Um, we've got three other series. We got first, the Islanders and the Flyers. The Islanders are leading this one 2-1. to one. Uh, I, I really hope we don't get the Islanders. I think I'd rather the Flyers just because I think the Islanders' super defensive trap game may give Tampa some trouble. Yeah, I agree. If there's a team that I prefer from the East, it's obviously the Flyers. Um, like Carter Hart is a tremendous goalie, but the Islanders have been doing well enough defensively and putting enough up, putting up enough goals, excuse me, where it hasn't really mattered how good or bad he's been playing. 
And I think that, you know, that applies to any team they play. They play this weird structure. It's a really hard team to play against. They're not the most skilled team. They've got some skilled players, don't get me wrong. Those skilled players can't really play their skill game. Like, Mappers all. He can't play the Mappers all game. He had that tremendous rookie year. Barry Trotz came in, and, you know, his production has dropped pretty heavily since because he can't play the way he wants to play. But that being said, this team plays very cohesive defensively. Uh, they're a hard team to try to you know penetrate into the zone. They're not going to let you get a lot of grade A chances. But this is also where a team like Tampa comes in handy because they have so much skill and they also have the grit too. Where once even when we do get these grade A chances, odds are we're going to be able to put them in, or we could really just generate more grade A chances than these other teams because we're a lot more willing to get into the dirty areas, get, you know, get to the front of the net, get those scoring chances. So I would rather play Philly at the end of the day. But if we come across the aisles, I think we also beat us fine. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's now talk about some of the games over in the West. You got Dallas and Colorado. Uh, this series is the Nathan McKinnon show. However, the Avs are not winning. Yeah, it's it's a shame, really. Like Dallas up in that series two to one. Nathan McKinnon has looked just freaking ridiculous. He's looking like a top three player in the league, top five, you know, somewhere around that. He's he's got ridiculous ability. He's on a horror like a just crazy team-friendly type deal, making only like $6.5 million a year, just asinine. But the rest of his team, they just haven't done enough. You know, game three, they finally got scoring a little bit uh, to try to kind of help them. But games one and two, like Dallas just looked like the obviously better team. Uh, you know, winning game two, five to two, as well as winning game one, five to three. So it's it's been an entertaining series. This has probably been my second favorite series besides our Tampa Boston one. Uh, I'm a big Dallas Stars guy. I know Mike's a big Colorado Avalanche guy. So a little bit of like personal rivalry in, in this matchup. But uh, we'll, we'll see. I, if if Colorado wins this, wins the series, comes back to win it, I think they will be unstoppable going to the Stanley Cup final. But if they end up losing this, then who knows? Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's now talk about Vegas and Vancouver. This one's a little weird because Vegas has two shutouts, but the other game, Robin Leonard let up five goals. And so the first game was a shutout, then five goals, then a shutout. So does that mean the game tonight, Robin Leonard is going to let up five goals or an immense amount of goals and lose the game? Yeah, I don't, I don't even know. It's, it's it's been weird, but Robin Leonard, he has looked, he's looked really good in these playoffs so far. You know, he had that bounce back season last year, and then this year signs with Chicago, gets traded at the deadline, took the starting drop from Flurry. You know, we all know that whole storm that happened. Um, wait, did we didn't talk about the um Alan Walsh picture, did we? Because that came out while we were on vacation, didn't it? So then we probably didn't. I don't remember. Yeah, so we might as well bring it up really quick while we're at it. So uh, Alan Walsh, a pretty well-known agent, he's pretty heavily uh, or pretty heavily active on Twitter, is what I should say. Mark Andre Fleury is one of his uh, clients, and he's not very happy that Fleury isn't playing. So he happened to tweet out a picture of Fleury playing goalie with a knife going through his back that said DeBoer on it. First of all, what are you, what are you doing? Why is an agent doing that in the middle of a playoff run? Marc-Andre Fleury is a guy, you know, he's getting towards the end of his career. He's not at his highest like skill that he ever was at. Leonard's playing better. They're going to ride the better goalie at the time. Fleury is not a selfish player. He's a team player. He understands that he's there to win. And if that means he's got to sit and watch, of course he wants to be playing, but he'll do what he has to do. I just, like, it's a pretty Bush League move by an agent. Uh, I like Alan Walsh. I think he's like a pretty entertaining guy on Twitter. 
but I just I just think this was a horrible move. Uh, Flurry eventually got him to, to delete it and had to address the media for it. Just it just brings unwanted attention to the team really in the middle of a playoff run. I hundred percent agree, and this is the difference between hockey and other sports like basketball or football. Uh, that type of thing, I think would be pretty common uh, in other sports, but hockey is really known as a very selfless sport. Guys that just want to want to help their team win no matter what. Um, so Flurry doing the right thing, doing the, the hockey thing, the good old Canadian thing, asking his agent to uh, take that down. So um, very interesting. I, I'm very interested to see what happens with uh, the whole Laner-Flurry situation because I believe Laner is – uh, at the end of his deal. He's got to get re-signed here at the uh, end of the playoffs. So uh, we'll see what happens there. But, uh, yeah, pretty solid series so far. Uh, I'm expecting a lot of goals in tonight's game if the trend does continue. But, uh, yeah, Vegas up 2-1, Dallas up 2-1, the Islanders up 2-1, and then, of course, our Tampa Bay Lightning up 3-1. to All right, Chase, why don't we uh, talk about our big news before we hop in hockey name of the day and then uh, – we can end it with, uh, of course, hockey name of the day and then our outro. Yeah, might as well. So our big news that we've been working on for really probably a month or so, uh, our merchandise store will be uh, or is up and running and will be released to you guys. Uh, we'll post a link on Twitter. You can go there. You can buy some Bulls broadcast merch. Uh, you can buy some hockey name of the day merch. We got a pretty cool logo. Two logos drawn up for that. Uh, it's put on some shirts and stuff. Got shirts, hoodies, masks. Got a mug. Um, got got ladies' t-shirts too. So you know we, we've got a pretty good uh, array of clothing and merchandise. So if you guys could support us, that way we'd really appreciate it. Uh, as well as with this store finally being open, uh, we are going to be doing some sort of giveaways coming up soon. Uh, we're gonna figure out the logistics of it. Uh, have some ideas. It'll be happening probably here in the next uh, week or two or so. So just be on the lookout for that. And yeah, just I, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to get our samples. I'm still waiting for it to come in the mail. Hopefully, it turns out pretty well. Yeah, absolutely. And those giveaways will be at Bolts Broadcast on Twitter. So make sure you guys are go following over there, um, and we will make sure to let you know when these giveaways are happening. I mean, free merch. Who doesn't like that, right? Exactly. Exactly. All right, Chase, let's go to Hockey Name of the Day. This one uh, should be a good one, or else I'll have to roundhouse you. That's always a good one. I'm, I'm not going to be able to say that last name. Uh, so we got Alan Lazarczyk. Yeah, you're kind of close. Alan Lazarczyk. So, okay. Alan, yeah, Alan Lazarczyk, he, uh, is a, he's an American-born player, represents Poland, though, uh, played in the OHL for quite a few years, uh, Sudbury Wolves draft pick, played for Owen Sound in Mississauga as well. Spent last year in the Cheese Toast in the East Coast Hockey League with the Fort Wayne Comets, uh, making his move over to the Czech League this year, playing for HC Litvinov. So it'll be his first year over there. Uh, you know, he grew up in the Czech Republic, if I'm not mistaken. His So his, his dad was Polish, but his dad um, played in the Czech Republic. So, you know, he's going back to kind of his home country at the end of the day like you know like sure he's born in the u.s but like he grew up overseas uh but he's, he's actually a, a pretty solid player uh he's 
plays internationally for Poland and the World Championships. Not this, not this previous season, but the one before. Uh, it was Division One B, so it's third level of the World Championships. But still at four points through five games as a you know 21 year old playing with men. You know, so he, he's a solid player. He's got some solid skill. Will he play in the NHL? No, but he could have a very nice European career. Yeah, absolutely. Alan Lazarczyk. Uh, nice name there for a hockey name of the day. Yeah, we'll, we'll spell this for you also. L-Y-S-Z-C-Z-A-R-C-Z-Y-K. So, yeah. Yeah, so so rewind, write that down, and then try to pronounce it. But don't listen to our pronunciation because then that would, that would be cheating, obviously. True. All right, that is it for the episode, guys. We're going to have Chase hit us with an outro, and uh, that'll be it. All right, I want to thank everyone for listening, as always. If you'd like to become a patron on Patreon, I'd really appreciate it. You know, showing us your monetary support. It shows us that you guys care about our product, that, uh, you know, you want to hear more from us, and we're trying to create more content. There's more, a lot of big stuff coming season two around the network. Uh, you know, there's some stuff personally with us. There's some stuff with other shows. There's brand new shows coming out, like, you know, like the European, like, hockey-based podcast that's recently come out uh, with the Brits on Bruins guys. So it's there's a lot of stuff going on, so just, you know, Please keep showing us your support. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, if you'd like to follow us on Twitter, at Bolts Broadcast, that is at Bolts Broadcast. Also follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter, at HockeyPodNet, that is at HockeyPodNet. Check out the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You can find all the podcasts right there. Boom, just click the logo. Listen to the SoundCloud link, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Wherever you're listening, rate us five stars, leave a comment, send your questions, concerns, tweet at us, message us, whatever you got to do. Uh, you know, Interact with us. want to hear from you guys. Hope you guys are enjoying the show. If you have any tips or whatever the hell just let us know thanks everyone we'll talk to you soon